It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Locked On Wizards, the podcast all about um, everything going on. Gets open for three. So we got an incredible show tonight because the playoffs who I've had on the podcast a few times. He grew up in DC. He's a big Wizards fan. Uh, he works for the Bucks right now. A little bit of a bittersweet victory, kind of for the Bucks because they get to face the Celtics, the the spot that the Wizards wanted. But tonight we are talking about the Wizards kind of blowing their chance to get that rematch series against the Celtics after losing to the Magic, um, who were basically sporting like a D League squad. And then we're going to talk about the the Wizards-Raptors matchup. Um, I personally think it's the best chance of an Eastern Conference upset. Dan is going to disagree with that and say that the Bucks are going to beat the Celtics, but he's full of hot air, no doubt. And then we're going to preview every single pre uh, one of these playoff matchups. And finally, we're just going to talk about you know the disappointing season for the Wizards and the repercussions that could happen if they get bounced or if it's justified because of Wall's injuries and oh you're going up against the number one seed like you know if you lose no biggie whatsoever but we're gonna start right here with the Wizards kind of blowing their chance to sneak into that seventh spot and it's representative of the entire Wizards season Dan what's going on how you doing you you missed the Wizards game but you saw something much more exciting tonight huh yes uh, start off with the Bucks game that was quickly over with um, Wolves Nuggets was great, went to overtime for the eighth seed. Only, I believe, like the second time in the last 20, 25 years there's been a final game of the year that was essentially a playing game between two teams fighting for the eighth seed. So that was a great game. Kind of sounds like I didn't miss much with the uh, with the Wizards' loss no. against the Magic and their uh, G League team. Yeah, uh, I mean, what tells the story is just the poor shooting the Wizards shot 35% 34.7% and from uh, beyond the arc 29.4 uh even more importantly from the free throw line let's see they lost 101 92 so that's eight points and they missed 11 free throws 16 of 27 just 59% from the stripe uh of course John Wall and Otto Porter were both um next for this game they weren't playing to to rest up Porter had a, a calf injury against the Celtics on Tuesday night, and then Wall has been playing back-to-backs uh, due to his you know, knee surgery recovery. So some of the guys who shot the worst were Brad Beal, 4 of 15, 1 of 7 from beyond the arc, uh, Markeith Morris, 5 of 15, Kelly Oubre, 3 of 10. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, <laughs> no doubt. Get it out of the system, Mike. Jan Mahimni, 1 of 5. 
Tim Frazier, 0-3. Ugh. Seriously, just across the board, underperformances. The one guy who played all right was Tomas Sadoransky, who had 13 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 turnovers. Um, but when, yeah, and then for the Magic Squad, nobody had a huge game. Uh, this guy named Purvis, who I would have to Ronnie look Purvis. up his first name. He had uh, 16 points in 25 minutes. Uh, he had a huge block that was kind of like a, a game changer late. Um, I think Markeith Morris went up for a layup and just got it erased. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting matchup. Not the prettiest game I've ever seen. Uh, like the, the Magic only shot it 43%, but they hit 13 threes, uh, 41% from there. Of course, you don't watch the game, but you can just tell that it's, you know, the w- indicative of the Wizards being like, we've got to win this, and then just coming out absolutely flat. Um, turnovers were, for once, the Wizards had an ugly loss without turning it over a ton. They just had 12 turnovers. And a few of the uh, starters weren't even playing for the Magic. Uh, and then Murray Speets, he got ejected in the third quarter, and still the Wizards just, they went down... Like, I don't know, they must have sleptwalked because they were down 11 um, at halftime. There were fans chanting, like, ha-ha, oh, Canada, you've got to play the Raptors. So, ugly, ugly game. a witty Magic fan. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I mean, Magic are going to rebuild someday. They'll, they'll maybe get into the playoffs in the next decade. It hurts we'll them. See. Check out the bottom of the standings. That win just lost them percentage points in the lottery. So, if yeah. you're a Magic fan, you don't want that. But what's important from this game... Is just the results. If the Wizards had won, they would have ended up against Boston. Now they're playing Toronto. I think we can all agree Boston is the more favorable matchup, the rematch that the Wizards wanted. And without Kyrie, obviously Gordon Hayward, no Marcus Smart, that's where uh, definitely the easiest path in the first round for any of the lower seeds to get through is going to be Boston. The Wizards missed that opportunity, but we'll touch on the Toronto series and why we both mm-hmm. agree season's not over. I'd rather play Toronto than Cleveland or Philly. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm already sick of talking about Washington's effort against the Magic. Just 17 points in the fourth quarter, 23 and 22 in the first two quarters. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of like, I was watching, but I was it wasn't exciting enough. It was just depressing to kind of keep me in tune. So there was lots of other games and other action to focus on to see where the matchups were gonna you know, come into play. So we're about to look over the standings and kind of give predictions, starting with the Eastern Conference for each playoff series. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say about that. So Locked On Wizards is going to be right back. Uh, Noah Getzel and Dan Meltzer coming at you. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a second. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dan, we are back Uh Wizards Extra podcast here. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a a rating and a review. You can uh, subscribe on Spotify and Stitcher and a bunch of other places too. Google Play. Check us out on Twitter at LockedOnWizards to catch all the podcasts or LockedOnWizards.com. So the playoffs are set. 
Um, we're going to start with the Eastern Conference. What's the most intriguing matchup to you? To overview them all, we've got Wizards and Raptors is the one versus 8 matchup. Your Milwaukee Bucks are facing with Boston Celtics. And then Sixers at Heat. I mean, sorry, the, the Heat will... The Sixers host the Heat. I don't know why I can't talk. And finally, we've got Cleveland and Indiana in the 4-5 spot. Which of these is going to be the most fun to watch in your mind? Yeah, so overall, most fun to watch, I think, is going to be the Washington Toronto series. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of the talent on the court, I think even though it's 1-8, it might be the the matchup that just has the overall best players, especially the ones that are available. Um, even though I do think the Bucks have a better chance of upsetting overall, you know, watching that Boston team without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, uh, you look at Miami, star power hasn't been, hasn't been there. If you think Hassan Whiteside's their best player, they don't because they don't play him in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They go Wizard Killer Kelly out. Especially because Cats. going yeah, back go to ahead. that Heat series, my bad. Um, I, I think they're probably going to play a lot of small ball because Embiid is, I don't know if it's confirmed, but he's most likely going to be out for that first round. So it'll be tough to keep up with Hassan Whiteside chasing around the, the fast break 76ers. Yeah, so based on his Instagram, food for a mask. Doing practice, not cleared 100% yet, so I highly doubt he plays game one. Game two, depending on when their schedule falls, maybe it's Tuesday night, Wednesday, might be back, but I think he will 100% play in the series. I think he's back within the next week, and at least in game three or four once they head to Miami. But the way they're playing, uh, found this out today, they have the longest win streak in NBA history going into the playoffs. Really? 16 games. Oh, man, that's a stat. And you can look at the schedule and see who they beat in those 16 games. There's a win against Cleveland. There's not a lot of top-level wins. Who cares? Like, winning 16 games in the NBA, Yeah, half of those without Embiid is super impressive. That's like winning the Big Ten tournament or whatever, like, en route to the NCAA. Uh, the Big Michigan games. to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, so do you think it's going to be a sweep between Cleveland and Indiana? Um, no. I think Indiana will get one. Mm-hmm. simply just because it's hard to sweep, and Indiana's a better team than anyone gives them credit for. Yeah. If you remember last year, that series was close, and I think we can all agree the Cavs are worse and the Pacers are better than last year. Right. So I, I do even get it to six games um, is a possibility. Playing in Indiana isn't easily. But at the end of the day, LeBron James never lost a first-round series. Right. Actual win. I believe it's 12-0 and going around 13. His first one was God. against the Wizards, you know, back in 06. <laughs> if he... Psyched Gilbert out at the free throw line, I'll never forget. But yeah. I think that series and the Phillies series, everyone's going to agree on. You know, those are clear cut. And then the Wizards and Bucks both need to see the opportunity in front of them. And I think at least one of those will, one of those teams will get upset and uh, advance to the second round. Where do you think the biggest coaching discrepancy is? Do you think it would be like Brett Brown versus um, Eric Spostra? Or would you say it's Brett, uh, Brad Stevens versus... Whatever the heck the guy's name is who coaches the Bucks these days. Yeah, Joe Brunty. Yeah, I mean, everyone agrees Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the league. You look at the job he's done with all these injuries. His out-of-bounds plays are amazing. Um, that's definitely a worry. Like, what is the gap between obvious talent gap that the Bucks have an advantage over the Celtics? How much of that can be you know, mitigated by coaching? We'll see. Um, Brett Brown has experience from the Spurs days as an assistant. But obviously never coached as a head coach. Spolstra, mm-hmm. multiple rings. Indiana, Ty Lue, that coach. Or LeBron James, whoever it is, versus Andy <laughs> Not a worry there. 
and the Wizards. Dwayne Casey's been there forever. Yeah. Lost to the Wizards before. Um, Casey Scott Brooks, is, obviously, a bunch of series as well. Yeah, but I think when it comes down to, like, playoffs, I don't know. They've both been disappointing, but I feel like Dwayne Casey just takes the cake for constantly having, like, a top three team that just underperforms in the playoffs year after year. It's usually because they're playing LeBron, so, you know, give them benefit of doubt, but they, they never... What's the furthest they've been? They made it to the conference finals conference once? Finals. Two years. Oh, twice. Uh, no. Two years ago, they okay. would have lost to uh, Cleveland in the conference yeah. finals. So, back to these uh, series predictions. Let's start right here with the hometown Wizards. Uh, how many games? Who's going to win, and how many games will this series last? Let's get crazy to start. Wizards in seven. Okay. Um, I like they that. They win in and here, here's By the why. way, it was a 2-2 series matchup um, over the regular season, and the Wizards didn't even have John Wall for a single one of those Any matchups. Of and Sadoransky, I can't remember if it was the last game or the last two games, but it was Tim Frazier starting at point guard. First two, early. yeah, early okay. November. Yeah. The first ones when Sadoransky was still in the doghouse. Yeah, so looking at the matchup, don't undersell the Raptors team. I mean, in all advanced metrics, offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating, you know, they don't turn over the ball a lot. They're all top five in that. They rebound the ball pretty well. Um, but actually, the net ratings have the Wizards a little more favorable than you I might think. You know, they're in that 12 to 15 range. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gap isn't that large. I do like that they split 2-2 without John Wall. But also, throw those games out because John Wall wasn't there. I look at it like this. What is the Raptors' strength? Their guards. What is the Wizards' strength? Their guards. Um... The Raptors do like to play a lot of three-guard lineups. DeLon Wright, Fran Van Vliet, kind of moved DeRozan over to a three. That's fine with us. You know, that's where Kelly Oubre comes in and Otto slots down to the four, whether it's with Markeith at the five, Gortat, Mike Scott. Also, like we talked about past podcasts, I'm interested to see Tomas in the game with Beal and Wall at the same time and kind of give him that three-headed monster look that we can attack from any point. Sato's a capable enough shooter, so... You know, if they're going to leave him open, I think he can uh, take take advantage and hopefully get past the Raptors. It's not going to be easy, obviously, and I'm sure home court will play a factor, but it's not like Toronto's been great at home in the past in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And one uh, potential mishap that happened, I mean, there was a lot of miscues from the Magic game, but uh, one thing that could be an issue for the Wizards is that Mike Scott is going through concussion protocol. Um, so that's, you know, never a good thing when you've got playoffs starting either Saturday or Sunday. Uh, yes, so I believe the Raptors, we don't know yet exactly when we're start or any team's starting yet. One little trick, uh, look at the hockey schedules. So the Maple Leafs, if, I, if I'm correct, they play Monday. Um, so we can guarantee that we're not having game two on Monday. So mm-hmm. it could be Saturday, Sunday, probably then like a Tuesday game two. Hopefully get the extra day. That's some good breaking news there. Um, we all know Mike Scott's going to get you know, 12, 14, 15 plus minutes depending on matchups. So definitely hope he's, uh, he's healthy. Do you know the number of rest games there will be in, uh, you know, between games one and two? Do you think it would be a Saturday-Monday situation or Saturday-Tuesday or yeah, to be determined at this stage? Yeah. To be determined, I mean, with a hockey game there, yeah. I believe Monday, we can take that day out. Typically, you know, you see a two days in between travel. Okay. But the NBA schedule, having followed the hockey schedule, there's a couple cities like Philly sharing, Boston sharing, Toronto sharing, um, Cleveland. They have an AHL team that plays there, if I'm correct. So 
those dates might get moved. Um, but honestly, the schedule will be out. We're recording this. West Coast games are now entering the fourth quarter. So yeah, the schedule 30, comes out from now, we'll know. early yeah. Thursday, or I guess no, it. they'll they'll release it tonight. That's okay. my understanding. So thirty to forty-five minutes, all the games will be done. Uh, the only thing in the West to be decided is the seating. Seeing who gets uh, three through six. So that's uh, oh, the West isn't that yet. Yeah, which which game is still uh, kind of uh, determined? Portland, Utah throws everything off. Portland okay. was up a bunch at half. If you have a a to date score update, you got uh, let's hear it. But uh, let's see, what we got here. We got Utah, and this is. Two minutes and 50 seconds left in the third. Uh, Portland's up 17. That'll give Portland three, OKC four, Utah five, New Orleans six. Man, and what the set a matchups, <laughs> Rockets, T-Wolves, Spurs, Warriors. So I guess we can't do Western Conference uh, playoff picture prediction Utah quite yet. Comeback. Yeah, yeah we, can, we can do that at a later time. Um, I think in the West, most people are going to just pencil in Rockets and Warriors. I do like the Warriors Spurs matchup. No Curry and Kawhi is kind of upsetting, but uh, and then you know those three through six, those teams are all pretty even. An OKC Utah series is a toss up. I think Portland New Orleans just from like can Anthony Davis take on the world and win a playoff series? Forgive me Let's if see. I'm asking a dumb question, but since Utah and Portland are playing each other right now, wouldn't the winner just take the third seed and the Loser take fourth? That's not how it works. Tie breaks. So Utah okay. would tie with OKC. Hmm. And OKC has either the season series or a better division record, whatever it is. Uh, OKC would move to four and get home court. So I don't think Utah's going to give up on this game and start benching players. But again, they're down 17, almost at the end of the second. So, you know, if, but the Wizards blew a game like that last week. So I guess we shouldn't pencil it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is pretty deep, but you know there is some some time left to go. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, I, do we have a couple more matchups to do the predictions on the Eastern Conference? Yeah, we do. So we are right. You said that the the Wizards are going to beat the Raptors in seven games. Well, what's going to happen? Of course, you you're a little bit biased. By the way, congratulations. Uh, everyone predicted. You said like all of your. You know, buddies in Milwaukee were thinking that the Bucks would be like a five suit or something, and then you thought more realistically they would be seven. So they finished seven. Good call there. What's that series? Win total be? as well. Oh, you yeah, guessed so that, to- man. You're a savant. I win. I said forty-four to forty-six was like that's what the, all the models and that's what it pretty much had us at. We got forty-four tonight, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, so we stayed at forty-four tonight. <laughs> yeah, we stayed at forty-four. True, um, but it's big. They drew the seven seed and. Interesting enough, Friday, they'll have a coin flip to see if they keep their pick or not. So this might work out really well, where the Bucks get to keep their pick and draw Boston. Yeah. So, Having played Boston last week and just seen, that was without Terry Rozier, but just seeing how just depleted they are, that's the Bucks did nothing tonight to make me believe that they're going to win a series. But I have to believe having the best players on the court, like Giannis, will will help, and like you talked about, Brad Stevens will make the adjustments, but the Bucks are finally healthy, and that was the first night Milton, Jabari, Giannis played together mm-hmm. um, with Brogdon, and Delhi came back even tonight, so wow. we have a full squad, Boston doesn't, we'll see, uh, see what we can do. And you predict that Giannis will be guarding who, Jalen Brown or Al Horford in the playoffs? Uh, hopefully not Horford too much, if they do go to the Giannis 5 lineup. That would be great. 
Giannis will rotate on the side. The Celtics have in the past just played two bigs at the same time. It's mm-hmm. caused the Bucks a lot of problems. Yeah. Whether it's Monroe, Baines, Horford, and some combination of two of those three. I think Marcus Morris will play a good amount. Obviously, Tane and Jalen. Jay Rozier will probably end up playing like 35, 40 minutes. Shane Larkin's their backup point guard. Marcus Smart's out. So, talent gap to me is in the Bucks' favor. Brad Stevens does make it certainly interesting. But I got to go with my boy, Brandon Jennings, and uh, we'll call it Bucks and Six. Sorry, where is Brandon Jennings coming from? Was he recently? Oh, I don't know the history of Bucks and Six. So oh, like, oh, oh, okay. Like, I thought he was like playing for the Bucks somehow in the playoffs. Well, he's on no. the Bucks, but hopefully he doesn't. No. Who knows if he plays yeah. a lot. You, you better Here's hope he doesn't Bucks see any minutes. The they got swept <laughs> by LeBron, so. Okay. Um, so you said Bucks and Six? That's your prediction? That is my prediction. All right. And then Sixers versus Heat? Yeah. Uh, let's go Sixers in five. They just, they're just they steamrolling, and yeah. you add MB to that team. And like I said, the Heat classic overperformers gives Spolster all the credit. You know, maybe Dwayne Wade's going to have magic mm-hmm. left for a win. Wayne Ellington had like 30-plus tonight. So they seemingly get it from somewhere each night. Um, but I just don't see them getting through Philly at this point. Yeah, and you lucked out that they won that game, so you, could, you got to skip the Sixers, um, no doubt about it. And then do you think Cleveland in five as well? Yeah, let's go Cleveland five. Okay. Um, but again, I think the Cleveland series will be closer than just the average person will think. Pacers are a much better team than national media will ever give them credit for. Um, and the interesting note, who's who gets the... Uh, the classic NBA TV series, you know, in the past it's been like Pacers, Hawks, and the Wizards have appeared on a couple of games there. Like, whose games aren't important in the East? They're all pretty good matchups on paper. Yeah, absolutely. You can't, you know, get off the national TV spotlight for LeBron. Everyone wants to see the Philadelphia these days. It will probably be, you know, one of the, the matchups that our teams are playing that won't get quite as much attention, is my guess, even though it's the top two seeds, but... We'll see yeah, how I mean, that the Celtics, all out. historically, in the NBA, wants Giannis yeah. to, uh, to take the throne eventually. So it'll be interesting just to see what uh, kind of focus. That's the key point there with the East. I just don't think there's any dud series where it's just like, you know, sweep or, you know, any of these series I could see going six plus. And once you get to game six on the uh, lower seats court, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I would think the, the biggest you know, chance of sweeps would be Cleveland and probably Philadelphia as well, just because they're playing so well right now. I think uh, that's that's a good time to take our final break um, from Locked on Wizards, and we will be back to talk about the Wizards' disappointment overall and the fact that, you know, they finished just two games over 500. Um, And what would happen if the Wizards lose? I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but, you know, like what would the ramifications be Probably not, you know, the best time to consider this as the Wizards are about to start the playoffs, but hey, somebody's got to bring it up. Who gets fired? What happens? What gets shaken up if the Wizards, you know, can't advance out of the first round? So uh, Locked On Wizards podcast is going to be right back. Once again, I'm your host, Noah Getzel, and Dan Meltzer is joining me tonight. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Wizards. I am Noah Getzel, your host, and I'm joined by Dan Meltzer. I saw a real interesting stat on Twitter, actually. Um, So of all the teams in the playoffs, when you look at uh, the salary and payroll, the Wizards rank fourth, yet they're the eighth seed in um, the Eastern Conference. I've got to double-check all of the records, but they're probably something like 18th or something like that in terms of records overall. Are you... Is, is it alarming that you've got Cleveland, Golden State, OKC, and then the Wizards, and somehow Portland? You feel like nobody gets paid on Portland, but cool. it's... They all get paid on Portland. <laughs> oh, yeah? I mean, it just I seems mean, they, like... I mean, they're they paying like $17 million a year to Evan Turner. Okay. Um, they're playing some crazy contracts, but... I mean, we knew this with the Wizards. This is their team. Like, it's only getting worse from here on out until Gortat's contract comes up. But John Wall, Beal, and Otto combined to make close to $80 million or a little bit over $80 million. They're paying decent amount to some bench guys who do nothing. I think Jason Smith's like seven. Jody Beeks is a couple million more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might be like four or five. The only bargain um, contract really is, I guess, like Oubre. Kelly Oubre and Mike Scott. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Mahini is like 15 million. I mean, I guess Sadoransky, too. He's barely making yeah. anything. Three million, I believe he makes. So, um, Wizards underperformed this year from a record standpoint. I think everyone thought they'd be closer to a 50 team. Considered John Wall missed a third of the season, or whatever mm-hmm. it ended up being exactly. 41 games on the dot, so half the season. So only played in half the games, there yeah. you go. So take that into account. Look, the East 6 through 8 was divided by a game. To get to fifth, would have been a couple more games. Like, yeah. Would it have been impossible for the, the Wizards to get the five seed? Absolutely not. But I also think at the same time, it's pretty clear they're not on the same level as Toronto, a healthy Boston. Cleveland or Philly. So they're kind of in that tough position of it's almost like we're just rooting to make the conference finals and just get like a good matchup. I know in past playoff years we've thought we've had that second round matchup where we avoid LeBron. We have the outcome through what was it, Indiana and then Atlanta and then Boston. Yeah. Six or seven games. So when I guess your question is what if the Wizards don't advance and barring any injuries, there's no excuses, just like this team loses to Toronto. What's next? Ooh, unfortunately, it's going to be a cliffhanger. We are not going to reveal quite yet what's happening to the Wizards in case they do get upset and bounce from the first round of the playoffs by the Toronto Raptor. Just tune in to part two of this uh, interview with Dan Meltzer. Uh, of course, he works for the, the Milwaukee Bucks and has a lot of insight about not just the Bucks, the Wizards as a hometown, hometown fan, but the whole NBA. So that podcast is going to be posted on Friday and will air live uh, for part two on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net station at 9 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. Central. So tune in to the Locked On Wizards show then to catch the rest of my interview with Dan Meltzer. That'll do it for tonight. Hopefully we won't have to see what happens in terms of turnover and shakeup in the front office, on the coaching staff, in the roster if the Wizards don't make it out of that first round playoff. Um, thanks, thanks everyone for listening to Locked On Wizards. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast tomorrow night. I will be um, talking with Locked On Raptors Sean Woodley, Locked On Raptors host, about uh, previewing this playoff matchup. So tune in for that, everyone, and have a good night, Locked On Wizards family. Playoffs coming.
the brain. I go insane, insane. I drop a check on the chain. Fuck up a check in the flame. Credit ticket, man, you upset. Uh. Credit got rich, they upset. Yeah. Credit put the pussy on offset. Credit, Credit be brain on offset. Credit ticket, man, you upset. Uh. Credit got rich, they upset. Yeah. Credit put the pussy on offset. Credit, Credit be brain on offset. Your bitch wanna party with a savage. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.